0: Welcome in folks here on Big Blue Views YouTube channel and for the post game podcast. I'm Joe DeLeon joined by Chris Flum and we are coming at you after the New York Giants week six loss to the Los Angeles Rams now with a one in five record on the season. That final score being 38 to 11, a score that probably could have been a lot worse had the Rams not completely taken their foot off the gas. But anybody who watched this game, I think is is in strong agreement that that was pretty embarrassing. Last week was a, was a different scenario where they're dealing with multiple injuries. A lot of guys go out, and they're in a tough spot. But here we are this week where we're dealing with... They just gave up. They gave up after they went down a couple touchdowns, and, and the game was over before halftime.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Like, th- this... I have never seen a team go into a four-minute drill at the start of the third quarter. Yep, like it. It was. It was. It was impressive from the Rams' perspective, and just like you said, straight up embarrassing. Like the Giants looked like they were going to play the Rams hard. You know, the first quarter they came out, the defense was flying around the field. They were giving Matt Stafford, Sean McVay, a ton of problems. The offense was doing what they could to move the ball against a good Rams defense. But then the ball started hitting the turf. It started hitting Rams defenders in the hands and they hung on to it. And the wheels just completely came off. And the route was, the route was on. Like you could see Sean McVay hit his stride as a play caller. He had the giant's defense figured out by the start of the second quarter. And yeah, That was really all she wrote.
0: And just a a little bit of a a deep dive on some of the statistics in this game. Uh, Daniel Jones, 29 for 51 passing attempts, 242 yards, no touchdowns, and three interceptions. Devontae Booker only rushes for 41 yards on 12 attempts, 3.4 yards per attempt there. And then Sterling Shepard has the best receiving day with 76 receptions, or sorry, 76 yards, uh, with with 10 receptions. But the, the thing that was interesting about this game is that the that first quarter actually wasn't that bad for the for this Giants team because they they marched down the field. Kadarius Toney's in a rhythm. The offense is clicking they're they're actually picking up good chunks of yardage and they were abusing Robert Rochelle, the rookie from Central Arkansas. But as as soon as Kadarius Toney goes down with an injury and he's done and he's out they really did not have anyone else to turn to. And as we know, Tony had a huge game last week and it looked like he was about to have another huge game this week. And as soon as he goes out with that ankle injury and we don't see him and he gets walked into the locker room, things were pretty much done for the offense. It was sputtering. I knew as soon as that he went out that they were not going to score a touchdown and that they were going to kick a field goal. So it was one of those days where more injuries and terrible luck with that just completely derailing any progress. They do also lose Andrew Thomas, who was dealing with an injury uh, pretty early in the game. So the, the, a lot of problems that just keep propping back up, but it's, it's embarrassing nonetheless that after that stuff happens, the backups and the guys that were in there could not rally and step up to the occasion. Instead, they, they, they stepped out of the way and they took it.
1: Yeah. It's, it's embarrassing for the players it's embarrassing for the coaches you know well th- this is something i i kind of plan to get into tomorrow in our you know more a uh, more deep dive post game show but how can you have kadarius tony be your entire offensive plan yeah you know, that he was their game plan yeah you know, and especially knowing he was injured he was dealing with a hurt ankle yeah you know, it was questionable whether or not he was even going to play the game. And he is your, he is plan a through Z really. You know, why do you even have <laughs> Sir on your team? Why do you have Evan Ingram? Why haven't you traded them already? If they're not even going to figure into your game plan at all.
0: Yeah, the, Losing Tony, it looked like they immediately had nothing going for them and as if they had no other intention of working anybody else in. It was just going to be Kateri's Tony, Kateri's Tony, Kateri's Tony the whole game. And I, I for me, a, a performance like that, Chris, is 100% on the coaching. When you have your team give up that quickly after getting punched in the mouth, and it's not like it was a circumstance where... It, where they they were down by three scores before they could blink at the start of the game. They had some control. The Rams fought back, and they started to regain momentum, went up by a couple scores, but as soon as that happened, they immediately gave up. And and that, to me, is always going to be on your coaching staff. If you... Which we had always praised Joe Judge and this coaching staff for having a resilient group in really messy, bad situations like that, but that was easily the worst game that I've seen this team play under Joe judge that I can think of in recent memory, it just straight up for the reason that it felt like they gave up.
1: Yeah. Honestly, this, this game feels like the, the bad days of 2013 or 2017. And in fact, 2017, you know, under Ben McAdoo, the Giants offensive game plan was Odell Beckham and a prayer. If they're resorting to rookie receiver and a prayer, you yeah, know, that, doesn't bode particularly well. And, yeah, they've been hit hard by injuries. They're not the only team that's been hit hit hard by injuries. This isn't the first time the Giants have been hit hard by injuries. They were the reigning injury dynasty from 2012 to 2015. It, it's one thing to lose guys to get punched in the mouth, but when you just kind of give up like that, that's... The only word for it is embarrassing. Literally everyone should be embarrassed right now. Uh, I'm not quite sure what else there is to add to it, other than this game wasn't even as close as the score looked. Like, it probably should have been way worse if the Rams didn't treat this like a preseason game in Week 6. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check.
0: Yeah, they very much, as we talked about at the beginning, they, they really, really took their foot off the gas. And the Giants scored a total garbage-time touchdown at the end of the game. They were almost going to be completely shut out from scoring a touchdown if it wasn't for that garbage-time score that they had um, at the end. And, and I want to highlight some of these turnovers, uh, Chris, that were that occurred throughout the game on both sides because you have Daniel Jones who throws three interceptions, and this is easily his worst game this season. And I honestly look at this and I think to myself, why the hell did he play in this game? I, I understand that he was cleared on Friday based on the protocol, but I, I he got nothing out of that. He got absolutely nothing out of that. I would have rather just put out Mike Lennon if that was the performance that we were going to get instead of us all feeling incredibly negative about Daniel Jones's performance. Three interceptions is back to his rookie year crap where he was making constant mistakes. He looked overwhelmed. There was no rhythm with any of the, the, the backup receivers that were thrust onto the field. But overall, I just don't know how prepared you can be when the first action you're cleared for is on Friday. I don't, I
1: don't get and it. I, I don't know. I, and Glennon at, should have started this game. And at at the end of the day on Friday, no less. They they made a point of saying he was cleared at 4 o'clock on Friday. Uh, yes, I agree completely. And honestly, I am not sure how the Giants ran him back out onto the field after his third interception. I was sure that Glennon was going to be the guy to run out. Yeah. We didn't go hard on Daniel Jones last week because he got hurt. but. Right. Honestly, he really just picked up where he left off after that first half against the Cowboys. You know, he threw the ball to Trevin Diggs three times, and two of them Diggs absolutely should have come down with. One, you know, he came down with it, but it came down out of bounds. Yeah, Jones started 0 for 8. You know, we've been mentioning all season long that he has been playing with fire With his placement and throwing into tight windows, which, yeah, the receivers don't get a whole hell of a lot of separation. But, you know, this game really, the turnovers, the turnovers, a lot of it comes down to he didn't get away with a lot of the things he got away with in the first five weeks.
0: Yeah. If this was a game where they were playing the Jacksonville Jaguars, I could maybe understand trotting out Daniel Jones and, and asking him to start on short notice, or allowing him to start on short notice. I'm sure Daniel Jones was adamant about playing in this game, rather than the coaching staff putting him out there. But I, I still think at a certain point, when you're playing against the Rams, what service does that do for your starting quarterback, his confidence, and then the rest of the roster? Um, it, you know, if if he's just going to throw three interceptions, he. He looked very unprepared. It it almost felt like, and especially as soon as Kadarius Tony goes goes down and is out of the game, they really, really did not did not have anything going for them throughout no. the, the entirety of this. And and I I, I really do question um, why Daniel Jones was starting. I, I do have to say that the one positive, and I really don't know how much of a positive it is, um, is that Xavier McKinney had two interceptions. Now those were both garbage time interceptions, but they were good <laughs> plays. I mean he, I, he had yeah. good plays. Yeah. He
1: he was heads up on a tip drill. (laughs) And yeah, I'll be honest. I, we both know it's going to happen. The Mm -hmm. giants are good. Their uh, social media team is going to put out hype tweets. I don't care to see them. You know, good for McKinney that he had his head on a swivel. He came down with the ball and, you know, good for Leonard, Leonard Williams that he got a sack and a half. It, you know, before Sean McVay and Matt Stafford figured out what the giants were doing on defense and then just proceeded to completely dissect them. Actually, they were still kind of sort of alive at that point. So maybe it was vi- vivisect, but what, you know, <laughs> that's neither here nor there. This, yeah, you know, I'm almost not interested in trying to pick out the high points or silver linings when they game as a whole looked like this you know yeah that's good for xavier mckinney's confidence it's good for his stat line but i'm kind of not interested in him coming down with a tip drill pick when the giants are down 28 to 3 or picking off the rams backup quarterback on one of two passes he threw after you know basically as a human cigar (laughs)
0: Yeah, the, the stats look nice for McKinney, and it, it's going to help his season total, but it, it, it really provides <laughs> no value in this game because those picks happen early on. They could provide a some different juice. Game. Right. They, they happen in the beginning of the game. That's how you get some juice. That's how you score a, a, a touchdown with a short field, but uh, yeah, they happen when the, the game is... Right, exactly. Um, and then it happens a little bit more towards towards the end. The, the Giants are are now shifting their focus to... A Carolina Panthers team that is uh, stumbled since starting the season hot and it's almost in my eyes and this might be so negative but it's a get right game for the Panthers to get back on track to the way that they started. Hopefully that's not the case but that's that's another game that's not an easy matchup because they're really really good defensively with talented corners that are going to be really good at taking the ball out of the air.
1: Yeah and they're Last I saw, they're expected to get Stephen Gilmore, who they traded for. He's expected Mm -hmm. to come off the pup list. He'll have have had time to learn the defense. and uh, uh, With him, I'm not sure how much there is to learn. Just man up on whoever whoever the other team's (laughs) best receiver is and take him out of the game. That's your job. Mm -hmm. I suppose the bit of good news is that Christian McCaffrey got put on the injured reserve. So the Giants aren't going to have to worry about him. (laughs) But
0: right they're not going to have to worry about christian mccaffrey but um, chuba hubbard's done pretty well in the, in the in the spaces that he's had to step in but uh one in five right now for the giants is it, it's concerning and we've been saying that since they started the season oh and two and we've been trying to be as optimistic in certain spots as possible but there's really no room to be optimistic after a game like that there um th- that's probably the low point of what is 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 the season and maybe that is some sort of a rallying cry for the guys in the locker room and for the coaching staff to say we can't do any of that again that was that was embarrassing sometimes that stuff does help a team where you can rally rally behind a, a negative performance to the point where you get some of your stuff together or it can be the continual downfall of a, a season that leads to more and more um, mishaps so we're going to be coming at you with a, a film breakdown show like we usually do um probably not going to go too crazy in depth just knowing that there's really not a whole lot to talk about kind of like with with the, with the cowboys game but um there will be some takeaways that we can definitely have from that so stay tuned for that coming out on tuesday uh, also be here be sure to hit that subscribe button and then if you're listening to the podcast form